Welcome, everyone, to a special edition of Couch Potato Diary. My name is Peter Klein. You can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at primetimeklein, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. And you can email the show, couchpotatodiary, at yahoo.com. It is another sad show on Couch Potato Diary today, as we mark the passing of a professional wrestling legend, as earlier today, Sheiky Baby, the Iron Sheik, passed away. Um, I, I was chatting with someone... Uh, earlier today and it was like you, you knew like obviously he's getting up there um you knew that it was a a hard life at times and so like that this is one of those things where it's like i mean obviously like it comes for all of us right but um he just because of his persona and because of everything else um you just kind of felt like he was he was going to be one who just lived forever um, but uh, unfortunately that was not the case as he passed away today at the age of 81. And so today is all, um, th this one is all a, a tribute to the, the Iron Sheik. Um, th there's some not great stuff in here as well. Um, but th this is, uh, all about the, uh, the, the absolute icon, the Iron Sheik, um, gone at the age of 81. The Iron Sheik, whose real name was Hussein Khosro Ali Vaziri, was born on March 15, 1942 in Tehran, Iran. Uh, he gained popularity in the 1980s as a professional wrestler. Uh, he had an impressive amateur wrestling career as well. Sheik was an assistant coach for Iran in the 1968 Summer Olympics held in Mexico City. He was a talented Greco-Roman wrestler. Uh, the, the story has been told that he participated in those games, uh, but as John Pollock pointed out on Post Wrestling Today, that wasn't actually the case, but it's one of those things that you just say it enough times, it starts to become true. In the mid-1970s, the Iron Sheik began his professional wrestling career in North America. He had a couple of stints in the WWF and just traveled around, right? Like he was in Mid-South, he uh, trained under Vern Gagne, he had a number of different stops along the way, but his second one in WWF uh, was the one that quickly, sorry, rose him to prominence. He was known for an intense in-ring style, blending power with technical wrestling. His character was portrayed as a villainous Iranian nationalist, because the 70s and the 80s also probably worked in the 90s. Tried it again in the 2000s. But nonetheless, uh, this was during a time with strained relations between the United States and Iran. This added to the heat generated by Iron Sheik and made him a top-tier antagonist in the world of wrestling. Iron Sheik's victory over Bob Backlund to capture the WWF Heavyweight Championship took place December 26, 1983. It was a surprise to, to many people, as Backlund was, when people say, white meat babyface, the first thing they think of is Bob Backlund. He comes down to the ring, he's got his jacket, he's got the towel, he's coming down to the ring. Uh, he had been the reigning WWF World Heavyweight Champion for nearly six years at that point, having won the title February 20th, 1978. Backlund was known for his strong technical skills and was a fan favorite. Uh, that set up in a highly anticipated match between Backlund and the very hated Iron Sheik. The match itself was an absolute grind as these two put on their show. Um, the Iron Sheik would eventually lock in that camel clutch, but Backlund, our fearless, 
fearless champion would not give up, but then eventually um, Arnold Scotland would throw in the towel and the Iron Sheik, the heated Iron Sheik in the WWF, no less, uh, a promotion known for babyface champions with um, Bruno San Martino and Bob Backlund, that they were the good guys all the time who would rise to prominence. Um, but now you have one of the ultimate bad guys, the Iron Sheik, who is your WWF champion. The Madison Square Garden crowd was in shock and disbelief as the Iron Sheik was declared the world heavyweight champion. This solidified the Iron Sheik status as a major antagonist and made him one of the most hated heels in professional wrestling at that time and any other time. Um, people were outraged and there was disdain from the fans because of his portrayal as anti-American, uh, particularly, again, during a time of heightened tensions between the states and Iran. As the new year approached, the WWF was building up Hulk Hogan as the next big star and potential challenger to the Iron Sheik's championship. Hogan had already gained a pretty substantial fan following because of his charisma, impressive physique, and just the way he carried himself. On June 23rd, 1984, at Madison Square Garden in New York, the stage was set for the clash between the Iron Sheik and Hulk Hogan. Um, and th this is one of the, the most famous matches in the history of professional wrestling as the, the camel clutch is locked in, but Hogan powers out showing his strength. Um, he would eventually get the win and... It, off they went to the races. Hulk Hogan's win over the Iron Sheik marked a monumental moment in professional wrestling history. It was the birth of Hulkamania as Hogan's victory propelled him to unprecedented heights of popularity thanks to his charisma and larger-than-life personality, uh, leading to a massive surge in the WWE's popularity and expanding its fan base significantly. And that is something... It's unfortunate that the Iron Sheik's biggest contribution is in defeat, although, I mean, it's professional wrestling. But he was the perfect guy at the perfect time for, for Hulk Hogan, right? And they, they tried to recapture it in 1991 with Sergeant Slaughter at WrestleMania 7. Um, and, uh, ironically enough, with, um, with Iron Sheik at his side, they, they tried to, to kind of recapture that. But... Hogan couldn't have gone in and beat Bob Backlund for the title. Um, as mentioned before, Bob Backlund was loved. Uh, not that Hogan wouldn't have been, but in 1984, that's not the time to do babyface versus babyface when you want to propel your guy. You, you want Hulk Hogan to come in here, this jacked, tanned, char charismatic man coming in to help save up. Basically, uh, Bob Backlund, phenomenal athlete, could uh, outwork 99% of people wrestling in professional wrestling today. But... This was basically Hogan coming in and beating up the bully who beat up the nerd, right? Like, that, that's kind of what the, the, the... It's oversimplifying things greatly. But he, it's basically what he did, and it just so happened that the bully was anti-American and pro-Iranian in one of the thousands of times that the United States and Iran had a bit of a thing going on. So, it, it really was... He really was the perfect bad guy at the perfect time to launch... Hulk Hogan, and it, it, it launched a new era in not only the World Wrestling Federation, but in professional wrestling, as it was the rock and wrestling connection. The WWF with Vince McMahon now embraced a more mainstream approach. They incorporated more elements of pop culture, music, and entertainment into the product. Hogan was the, uh, the face of the movement. He was the one who took the WWF from dimly lit shows at Madison Square Garden on the MSG Network to primetime 
right? And again, like WrestleMania one was also dimly lit at Madison Square Garden, but they're promoting it on Regis and Kelly. Um, they're promoting it all over the place. You have Sidney Lauper, you have Muhammad Ali, you you have all of these people, and I do really think that Iron Sheik was the one who kind of helped propel Hulk Hogan to get into kind of that stratosphere. Um, it, it was also seen as a, a triumph of America over the, the, the foreign villain. Um, it, it really did serve as a, an, an incredibly important night to launch Hulk Hogan into superstardom. And so without the Iron Sheik, I don't know... like. Hulk Hogan is big enough and grand enough, he probably gets there anyway. But the Iron Sheik, again, was the perfect guy at the perfect time to really launch Hulkamania in that perfect, perfect way. I'm saying perfect a lot, but it really was the, the case. And looking at Iron Sheik now, like, that character doesn't age great. But the the technical wrestling and the, the mix of power with grappling, he would fit in perfectly in today's wrestling. I feel like I say that a lot about guys back then, but he would fit in perfectly now. Um, following the championship run, Sheik remained a prominent figure in the WWF throughout the 1980s. He had some rivalries with Sergeant Slaughter and Nikolai Volkov, and as mentioned, um, then teamed with, with uh, actually both of them. Um, but he would eventually be the manager for Sergeant Slaughter going into 1991. Um, in the late 80s and into the 90s, the Iron Sheik's wrestling career began to, to wind down. He made sporadic appearances for uh, World Championship Wrestling, and then he retired from active competition in the 90s. Um, made the occasional appearances around there. And the reason that one of the reason things kind of fell off in the WWF for quite some time was back in 1987. Hacksaw Jim Duggan, an on-screen rival of the Iron Sheik at the time, were pulled over by New Jersey State Police on their way to a WWF event, suspecting Duggan of a DUI. After a search of the vehicle and the people, uh, police discovered that Duggan was under the influence of marijuana and that Sheiky Baby was on cocaine. Small amounts of cocaine were found in the vehicle. Duggan received a conditional release while Sheik was placed on probation for a year. Here is where it gets oh so delightfully 80s. And the, the whole like, um, oh I can't believe people buy into this stuff. Well, they did at a time. A scandal erupted that not just that there were drugs in the vehicle and on the people and I guess in the people um people were pissed because that's a good guy and a bad guy they're supposed to hate each other and they're riding together and they're going out for drinks together and they're doing drugs together how can these guys hate each other but then like each other off of the screen how can this be a thing it actually cost them their jobs um Duggan temporarily but Iron Sheik was released he was gone he was out of there um it sounds so weird at the time because, like, we see um, WWF will now put, like, the, the WWF road trip or whatever it is, and they'll have good guys and bad guys in the car, and they're broadcasting it on their network. But at the time, this was so scandalo that, that this really did cause major problems for the, the Iron Sheik in the WWF um, at that point. Uh, following his wrestling career, it was as for many of them it was not great for the iron sheik and this one is uh quite tragic as his oldest daughter marissa was actually murdered in may of 2003 by her boyfriend uh and it absolutely destroyed the iron sheik he was plagued by serious drug abuse and became addicted to crack cocaine um and after that he kind of became like the iron sheik that he plays on on or played on social media that was kind of him in real life, just n not funny. 
right? Like, it wasn't done in jest, it wasn't done in humor, it wasn't, uh, I, I fuck you in the ass and break your back and make you humble. It, it wasn't any of that. It was, this was a guy who was going out there yelling and screaming and to America and all those things, like, for realsies, though. And it, 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 it really looked like a spiral, and it, it was really difficult to watch for a very long time, actually. Um... His wife, Carol, left him. He did clean himself up, and it appeared... From the outside, he got his life back on track in kind of the act three uh, of his life, um, which is great, because that's not always something that is accomplished. In the years that follow, the Iron Legacy, or the Iron Sheik's legacy grew even further as he became a beloved figure among wrestling fans. He embraced his role as a wrestling legend and often appeared at fan conventions and autograph signings. Sheik's larger-than-life personality and outspoken nature endeared him to a new generation of fans, especially those on Twitter. There are more people mourning the loss of the Iron Sheik today based off of his social media account than there are people who are mourning him based off of beating Bob Backlund back in the early 1980s. Um, whether it was, it probably, look, probably wasn't him. It's probably a social media person. But nonetheless, um, the Iron Sheik persona grew to this next level thing on social media. It was a masterclass of keeping your legacy alive through the powers of social media. It was brilliantly, brilliantly done. And quite frankly, it was able to get him the flowers that he deserved. Because he does. He deserves a lot of them, right? Like, the, the post-wrestling career was rough. But for, like, initially reasons out of his control. Like, everyone handles... Everyone deals with these things differently, and he did not deal with it well. But he was able to, to get the nose up for quite a long time, actually. And so, that it's really great to see, but that social media uh, presence just exposed him to a new era of fans who were able to appreciate him. And quite frankly, like the, the there's a lot of anti-Hulk Hogan out there for very good reasons. And he has been able, I guess, was able to kind of capitalize on that as well. And kind of, like, just Persona is the, the only way to, to play, like, it was, it was like the Iron Sheet character had come to life, but in a fun way, instead of a cringy way before, and so, like, you, you just, you have to reflect on everything that the Iron Sheik did, whether it was in the ring, whether it was on social media, and when he was able to get right, it was at fan conventions, and his job, and, and his, uh, I guess, success, in keeping those legends alive, keeping the legends of the early 80s alive, keeping the legend of the Iron Sheik alive himself. And it's it's so great when people from that era can get that kind of congratulations and that kind of recognition because it doesn't often happen. And it, it, it can be quite painful for them. But the Iron Sheik was able to, to kind of cultivate that in his own extremely unique way. And so because of that, he feels like someone who is appreciated properly. Um, maybe more so for the Twitter than the, the wrestling, and it should be more so for the wrestling, because he was phenomenal. He played a, a character that does not age well, but he played it exactly how he needed to in 1984. And just everything he touched in professional wrestling turned to gold for a very long time. And we are not at the level we are at in professional wrestling today, if not for the Iron Sheik. He is one of the most influential and memorable wrestlers of his era, and I would say of any era. His impact on the wrestling industry, both as an in-ring performer and as a charismatic personality, cannot be overstated. He is an iconic figure in the history of professional wrestling. Um, a note from his Twitter account earlier today. 
um, at nine at nine eleven on uh, June seventh, two thousand twenty-three, uh, titled "Remembering the Iron Sheik." Today we gather with heavy hearts to bid farewell to a true legend, a force of nature, and an iconic figure who left an incredible mark on the world of professional wrestling. It is with great sadness that we share the news of the passing of the Iron Sheik, but we also take solace in knowing that he departed this world peacefully, leaving behind a legacy that will endure for generations. Beyond the wrestling persona that the world knew so well, the Iron Sheik was a devoted family man. He cherished the love and support of his wife of 47 years, Carol, who stood by his side through thick and thin, offering unwavering encouragement throughout his life. Their bond was an anchor, providing him with the strength to face the challenges that life presented. To his children, Tanya, Nikki, Marissa, and son-in-law, Eddie, he was not just a wrestling icon. He was a loving and dedicated father. He instilled in them the values of perseverance, determination, and the importance of following their dreams. The Iron Sheik's guidance and unwavering belief in their potential served as a driving force for his children, empowering them to become the best versions of themselves. The Iron Sheik's love also extended to his grandchildren, Marissa, Zahara, Alexis, Chloe, and Nico, who brought immeasurable joy into his life. As a dotting Papa Sheik, he cherished every moment spent with them, creating memories that will forever be treasured. He shared his wisdom, humor, and zest for life with his grandchildren, leaving an incredible impression on their hearts. The Iron Sheik, whose real name was Hussein Kosro Ali Vaziri, transcended the realm of sports entertainment. With his larger-than-life persona, incredible charisma, and unparalleled in-ring skills, he captivated audiences around the globe. He was a trailblazer, breaking barriers and paving the way for a diverse range of wrestlers who followed in his footsteps. Beyond the glitz and glamour of the squared circle, the Iron Sheik was a man of immense passion and dedication. He embodied resilience. He overcame countless challenges in his life, both inside and outside the wrestling ring. His journey from a small village in Iran to becoming one of the most recognizable figures in the world of wrestling is a testament to his unwavering determination. However, it was not just his in-ring prowess that defined him. The Iron Sheik was a beloved figure who was known for his humor, his larger-than-life personality, and his ability to connect with fans on a personal level. He embraced his role as a heel, becoming one of the most notorious villains in wrestling history. But he also won the hearts of millions with his charm and infectious spirit. In the realm of family, love, and friendship, the Iron Sheik's bond with his nephews, Paige and Gian Megan, was unparalleled. They recognized the significance of their uncle's legacy and worked tirelessly to ensure that his impact would never be forgotten. They dedicated themselves to persevering his legacy, preserving his legacy, sorry, celebrating his accomplishments and sharing his story with the world. Their unwavering commitment showcased the profound love and respect they have for him. Though these devoted nephews poured their hearts into honoring their uncle every single day, reflecting the profound love and admiration they hold for him. They understand the influence he's had on countless lives and embrace the responsibility of carrying forward the legacy. Through their heartfelt dedication, they ensured that the Iron Sheik's impact would continue to resonate to generations to come. Throughout his career, the Iron Sheik became a cultural phenomenon, transcending the realm of professional wrestling to become a pop culture icon. His memorable moments are etched into the memories of fans worldwide. He left an indelible mark on the industry, and his influence can still be felt in the world of wrestling today. As we bid farewell to the Iron Sheik, let us remember him not only for his athletic prowess, but also for the joy and inspiration he brought into our lives. His legacy will continue to live on in the hearts of minds of fans, as well as in the annals of wrestling history. 
To his family, friends, and all those who were touched by his larger-than-life presence, we offer our deepest condolences. May you find solace in the knowledge that the Iron Sheik's legacy will live forever, or will forever be cherished and celebrated. Rest in peace, dear Sheik, and thank you for the memories. Respect the legend. Uh, the Iron Sheik passing away, uh, it was announced this morning, at the age of 81. A true wrestling legend who would not be where we are today, uh, who, who has put the world of professional wrestling in a place where it, it would not be where it is today if it were not for him. And the, the final tweet that uh, was sent out in the, the life of the Iron Sheik was on June 6th, and it's very fitting with everything that is going on right now, where he tweeted out in traditional all caps, fuck the wildfires. The Iron Sheik, gone at the age of 81.